Let's do a show. Guys are showing up. Games start on Thursday. Really, the weekend, though, is when everyone will be flowing with spring training action. So, we're good. Should we make our big announcement for FT for about a five-ish week span? You're cutting your hair? Do cutting it. my hair. I, don't know. <laughs> I think you like this announcement, right? You know what I'm talking about? You're moving out? No. Mm. It's a time-related announcement. You're a morning person, right? I'm a every time person. I'm a 24-hour person. Okay. Ugh, that is not true. That is such such eyewash. But anyway, <laughs> the show is going to be starting on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Love that. There new, it is. New Pilates time for AJ. Set your televisions, folks. Ooh. 11 o'clock Eastern time until 1 FT. We did this last year and it worked. And we're doing it again. And I know some of you weren't with us exactly a year ago, but I'm telling you, this is the move. And there are two reasons why, because it's full transparency here. We don't do shady things and not say anything about it. Number one, players play ball at one o'clock Eastern. Half of the players in spring training action, many of the days. So if you'd like us to keep talking to those players, we need to grab them before the game. Number two, there are a lot of games going on at 1 o'clock Eastern time. So we will serve as your pregame show. And number three, if you're a little pissed because you're like, I enjoy watching at 1, you still can. The show will already be wrapping up around 1 o'clock, so you can watch the two hours right there. Did I sell you? Oh, you sold, that was a hard sell right there. I felt like those were three good reasons. That was a hard, hard. That was a AJ doesn't know what he's going to do from 1 to 3 o'clock, though. Now he's... Yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to have so much more time to do stuff. So, so much, much more, more, time more time for activities. Activities. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one to three, that means I can be on the golf course by like two o'clock. That's right. And actually get some golfing in. Yeah, right. You'll be going to practice. You're full swing. We know you. We know He'll have his 9,000 TVs on each spring training game. Yep. He'll be like, ha ha, I have more TVs than spring training games. No, because there's only usually one spring training game on, isn't there? No, well, depends. If you have the MLB if you have package, package, you can oh. watch a lot of the games. Yeah, they don't. They don't tell about all of them. It's so boring. To it, watch. It's tough. It can get tough, especially the first like week, and the starters literally play like three innings, and you're like, Ugh. it's like watching a bad minor league game, right? Mm. No. Know. What inning do they end the spring training games? Nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same as when you played. I never saw the ninth. So I, I know, know that you were already home. <laughs> Um, and lastly, uh, hit a subscribe for us if you haven't already, uh, on YouTube and on pod, if you're listening, all right, let's charge the damn mound because we need to pick up the enthusiasm a little bit here. So Friday, the show ends and mere moments after the show comes to a close, we do have a signing. And where did you learn that signing from Eric Kratz? Uh, you mean the one that the person that signed? Called foul territory to announce it. That's correct. Whit Merrifield signing with the Phillies, which I feel like somebody mentioned earlier on the show. They needed a right-handed bat. I don't know who it was, but I guess we're not Accurate. in the we're not in the job of like exactly saying who broke the news. Foul territory broke it. Yeah. So actually, we are in that job. Yes, we are. Other people are not in that job, and they say they take credit for it. Also, we're one for one. Hmm. Some people have missed a lot. Same person. 
<laughs> one year, eight million bucks. We broke it. That was cool. Uh, we're here all day and every day, year round. But and if you're wondering how we knew how we broke it, because the person that signed the contract and agreed to it <laughs> told us there wasn't there wasn't a yeah. rumor mill. It wasn't like halfway in between. Like ah oh, yeah, you know this agent's person. No, the person who agreed to the contract with the Phillies. Get a hit, Wit. Let us know. We didn't call a random person at no. an airport saying that Wit was flying to Clearwater, Florida, yeah. and it wasn't him, <laughs> you know. And it was, it was someone from Shark Tank. It was really Wit Merrifield. Yeah. <laughs> well, he promised us. Remember, he told us that I thought on here that he said when he signed, he would let us know first. He did, and I, the only thing I was pissed about was we were not on the air because we had just finished our yeah, show. Yeah, we we asked him to break it live. Yeah. On the air with us and. But it happened after we were off the air. Yeah. So he did the next best thing. He called you guys. He called us and told us. And then, boom, it was out there. And then people are running wild with it. Well, and then you figure out how the whole game works. Some people see your tweet, and then they tweet it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they broke the news. Yeah. <laughs> it's like five minutes later, someone's like, I'm hearing. It's like, yeah. are you? Because you follow us. Yeah, but, exactly. Okay. Keep dreaming. So what do we think about the move? I think the Phillies get a versatile bat, Kratz I'm pumped about, a right-handed bat, which I felt like they needed to add to the bench. And Witt can handle so many different positions, and he's been one of the most durable players in the sport. So the Phillies, to me, are not the deepest roster. They're very star-heavy, but if a problem or two emerges, it could become a major issue. Now you have insurance at second base if there's a problem with Stott or against a tough left-handed hitter or pitcher, excuse me. Uh, you could do the same with Brandon Marsh against a tough left-handed pitcher. If Johan Rojas just can't hit a lick, right, and it's still taking time for her, him to develop, you can throw Witt in there a little bit more often. I mean, he can play just about anywhere for this team. So that's a win because I felt like if they had a man down or a guy really struggling or a tough lefty, there weren't great options at every position. Do you agree? I would agree. I mean, I think there's guys that have done some things in the big leagues. I think they had a good defensive option with Jake Cave. I'm not saying he should be starting, but he gives you some good at-bats. I think they have, you know, Derek Hall would be coming off the bench for the Phillies. I just think you, you, you can't – it's unfair to compare those guys, the guys who they had, to Whit Merrifield. All-star Whit Merrifield is going to be able to come in and step in and give them – like he's he's exactly what they already are. 20 stolen bases, maybe 30 with Paco over at first base, the first base coach helping him out. Like he's a guy who's going to give them above average defense wherever he's at. And even if he even if Rohan if Johan Rojas doesn't start in the big leagues or he doesn't do well, they can slide Marsh who was an above average center fielder over to a primary position and put Wit out in left field. If you're given these guys don't take days off. This is the best, the best lineups, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Phillies, they don't take days off. So when you're putting a guy in like Witt, now you have an opportunity to slide him in the rare days that people take off. You want your starters out there every day and Witt's the perfect guy to slide in. He's going to get his 450 at-bats. Someone's going to get hurt, too. I mean, it always Someone's happens. Someone's going to happen. He can, but he can play so many different positions. If they get so hurt at any spot, he, they're, yeah. they're good. You then have a three-time all-star starting caliber player at any spot, right? 
Because even if third base for both. third base for sure, he's working on on third base more here at spring training. Literally every position, I would say the only three. I mean, catcher in another category. Obviously, he's not catching, but I would say shortstop and center field. But if there's a problem with center field, Marsh can also play center field, and you put him in a corner, so you're good there. And then shortstop, if there somehow was you know an injury issue or Trey Turner had to miss some time, couldn't you technically move Stott over for a little bit and put Wicked a second? Short. We could play short if he had to. Now, he you, had wouldn't want to, him to you wouldn't want him to run out there for two weeks straight. Put Stott there, though. But you could run him out there for a few games if, if Turner was banged up or something. You could also put him at first if something happens to Harper. You could put him at second. Mm-hmm. You put him at third, obviously. I mean, you could run him in center field. It wouldn't be the best option if, if Marsh isn't back from his knee surgery in time. So, I mean, I think this is a great sign. Listen, anybody that got wit, I think, is a great signing because he is so versatile and plays so many different positions, and he can hit. So, I mean, I love this signing for the Phillies. It's just another guy, high-quality, high-character guy, add to their mix. Yep. I'm with you. All right, let's swing around to some other signings. Big Woo is back in Milwaukee. Two-year deal. We don't have the money yet, but that's a cool story that he gets to stay with Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because they're the ones that did the surgery. They're the ones going to rehab him. So mm-hmm. hopefully he's back pitching next year on the team that brought him up and did everything and did the work. I like these kind of signings because they he knows the doctors. The doctors know him. He's not. We talked to uh, who was it the other day who switched in the middle of the oh Robbie Ray right. He switched in the middle of his rehab. Well, it's new doctors, new team, new everything. So this is a place he knows. They know him, and I'm happy for him. And and. Uh, you know, hopefully he got a nice deal because this year he's probably going to have to take a little bit of a cut since he's not pitching, but then come back next year with a vengeance. Good job, John Heyman, breaking the story. Mm-hmm. Good job, John. Good job, Matt Arnold, signing him. And good well, congratulations, Brandon Woodruff. Mm-hmm. You pumped for him, Kratz? This is a good spot. So, I think a lot of people had like Dodgers or, you know, some of those teams that'll do those two year injury situations, but Milwaukee can do that too. And they did it. They just—I mean, this—this this is huge. You get—you get the guy back. Shoulder surgeries are tough, but you know his mindset, and you know what he—what he will do to get back. He's not trying—you know—he's not trying to just get two years so that he can ride off into the sunset. This is a guy that, when it works out for him, when he's back, he's gonna be—he's gonna be the guy that they had before, and they know that, and it's huge for this team. I mean, they don't know that he's coming off a shoulder injury. They Let's know. be real. They know. They it know. is good. It is good. I will. I will agree with you here. It is great when the team that knows the most about you brings you back. Yes. That's always a plus for me if I'm betting on a player. And that's what you're getting here with Big Woo. So I'll give them that. You're right. And he might come back this year. Could come he back said he late wants this to, year. But I mean, yeah. Let's see where the Brewers let's see are. If at. they're in it, let's see where mm-hmm. he's at because we thought out about Walker Bueller last year and he didn't pitch either. He's actually likely not going to pitch in any spring training games either. The one thing that I thought was well explained by a couple articles that I read about the Dodgers was that they almost like to work backwards from the playoffs because they're (laughs) like, we're getting in. So they're like, what puts us in the best position to have Walker Bueller in the postseason for us? And if they push him back a little bit, he's not going to go 200 innings this year. No. He hasn't pitched in a while. So I'm okay. I'm going to trust their process for now. Yeah, you need. They need him ready for October. Yes, they don't care about April. What do you think of the Liam Hendricks signing the by the Boston Red Woodrow. Sox? It's the same thing. Yeah, but Liam's planning to come back at the moment, at late the July, break, early yeah. August. So second he's a half reliever of the too. It's different because you don't have as much strain. You're not throwing. You're not got to. You don't have to build up and throw a hundred pitches. You can. 
you know, he's a one inning guy. So I, again, th- for what he signed for two years, 10, I don't know what the breakdown was possibility to get to 20 with incentives. Yep. I mean, this to me does two things. One puts Kenley Jansen on the trade block in July for sure. If Hendricks is coming back, if not now, if, if he's healthy if enough, not right? Earlier. And two, I'm, I'm surprised that the, that the Red Sox were the team to do this. Like you said, I thought the Dodgers would be a team that would be into this, even a Braves or someone like that. But the Red Sox, I mean, if he comes back and he helps, I mean, you know, unless they make some other moves, this isn't a team that can win the division, I don't believe, unless crazy things happen. But, I mean, again, good for Liam. You know, he has a nice deal. He's got a chance to make some more money. And if he's, anyone's going to be able to fight back, it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. He'll have not pitched for almost two seasons on a consistent basis. That's tough. So $10 million, I love it for the Red Sox. But why are the Reds – the question's always, why are the Red Sox going – Bargain shopping. I don't, I don't get that, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> well, we can just go right to the next move that was made between the Red Sox and the Royals over the past couple days. Did you see that trade? The Schreiber John Schreiber trade? going to Kansas City. Well, Schreiber basically is, is Hendricks is going to fill in for him when he comes right back, when he I comes guess. back. Did you see this from Kylie McDaniel who was on the show recently? So it's John Schreiber. Uh, from the Red Sox to the Royals for David Sandlin, who, you know, for some of the Royal super fans, they were a little pissed because they're like, oh, this is a potential rotation guy for us long term. And the Royals haven't been able to grow too many starters. No, I get it. I, I agree. And Kylie said it probably won't matter, but this trade doesn't make any sense for KC. He said KC isn't good. Sandlin might be a big league starting pitcher in a few years. Schreiber is a fine reliever, but he'll be 30 in a few weeks. Has had one season that would justify this trade, and it was in 2023. I'm going to hard disagree with Kylie on this one. I don't know enough about Sandlin. I know what scouting reports from people like Kylie and Baseball America tell me. But besides that, he definitely doesn't profile as upper echelon starter. It's like, oh, this guy might be a four or five one day in the bigs, and we're going to acquire a... I would, li- I would say at least average reliever mm-hmm. to add to a bullpen that looks significantly better. They're trying this year. So I'm yeah. not I'm not going to go against a trade like that. I mean, I know there's pro- projections, right? Pocota, Fangraphs, whatever. They have in like the 70 to 75 win range. But if everything tilts their way, they want to be a contender in the division. And I'm okay with a trade like this. They feel like they need more depth. I guess what Kylie later said was, why don't you just buy another reliever on the free agent market? But... I mean, maybe there wasn't anyone they liked, or you're a GM. You're working with the what the owner says you're allowed to do. The owner's like, yeah, we're not paying you know, ten million bucks for Liam Hendricks right now, or somebody like that. Then they go to the trade market and they trade with Boston. So I'm okay with it. I like it. I think the Royals are in a division that's up for grabs in my mind. I know the Twins look really strong coming in, but what if a couple things don't go their way? Who's next? And Cleveland hasn't done shit. Agreed. Can we show that tweet again from from Kylie? Yeah, what about it? You want to know the biggest word in that whole tweet? It's gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. Casey isn't good, gibberish, gibberish, whatever. Sandlin, the next word. He should have put that in gigantic letters. Might Might. be a big might. Right. Well, you know Schreiber's a big league reliever. So you're getting a someone that, quote, might be a big league starter for a guy you know is a big league reliever. It's a good trade for Kansas City, and they're trying to make their team better. So I love this trade. I mean, the Red Sox, great. They might have gotten a starting pitcher in three years. Whoop-de-doo. That's going to really excite the Red Sox fans. Like, they don't care about that. 
you know, and, and Kansas City gets a piece that they can that 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 uh, Cortero can put in their bullpen and say, go out there, you're right-handed, f- kind of funky, get some dudes out for us and help us try to win and try to compete. Like this is, I mean, we've had Kylie on here, and I like his, I value his opinions on things, but for me, when he put, if he if he would have put Sandlin as a prospect that is going to be, okay, but when you put the might in there, it, it's like, okay, well. I might be something someday too, but I, you know, it might not be also. So I don't know. Driver's got really good numbers too. I mean, I know he wasn't as good this past season as he was the year before. There was a drop off. He was still above average ERA plus. Yeah, the the FIP took quite a hit. I mean, look at twenty twenty two Kratz, sixty four appearances, sixty five innings. He had a one ninety ERA plus and a two 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 ERA. Nineteen walks, seventy four strikeouts. He was finishing some games for them. Uh, eight saves as well. I mean, it's two years removed from a dynamite season, and last year he was still an above-average reliever. I think it's a nice pickup. If they believe in him, go for it. And this is what they need. They still need about two more moves for that bullpen to solidify it, and I think the Royals should do these types of moves, without a doubt, because of all they've pushed in already. Don't, don't back off now. All right, let's get to Snell. So we already knew this, but I guess – it's just being put out there again that the Mark Feinstein says Snell has an offer on the table from the Yankees, though the angels and giants remain possibilities. I mean, we knew at least at a, at a time period from some others that there was an offer thrown out there. You had seen the one fifty ish range. We didn't get a number here for Mark this time around, but that doesn't surprise me at all. I think the Yankees have a staring match going on with Scott Boris just like many other teams have at the moment. And here you go. Here's your top free agent tracker from The Athletic. Bellinger, Snell, Montgomery, Chapman, J.D. Martinez, all with the same representation, and the stare down continues. That's all it tells me. But, I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, you have to be excited that they're still in the running for Blake Snell because I think that could elevate this team to World Series contender, in my mind. True. Are they a World Series contender right now? I mean, fringy. Fringy. If Rodon's healthy and... Nestor's healthy. I mean, yeah. that's that's two big ifs. But if you bring in Snell, you automatically up the ante. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the free agent list to me is interesting because one Snell. I mean, we've known about this offer for a while. It's kind of been rumored out there. But okay, if it's the only offer you got, you, you got to take it at some, don't you? Or you? Because then if no one else, if okay, so here's the thing about this this offer being leaked or whatever out to the media, whoever's leaking it. Well, the Yankees have gotten smarter over the years, and they're not going to bid against themselves. They're like, okay, fine. Prove to us you have another offer, or we'll just leave our offer right where it is. We're, and Scott Boris can call him all he wants, but they're going to be like, "Okay, then go somewhere else." And if he doesn't, and if we don't, haven't heard of one other offer except for the Yankees, this is smart by the Yankees, actually, by leaking this and being like, "Yeah, we offered him. It's sitting there. It's up to him now." And then no other team. We haven't heard about the Giants. We haven't heard about the Angels. We haven't heard about anybody, right? Other than this one offer. So the Yankees used to bid against themselves. Now they're like, "Nope. Guess what, guys?" Here it is, and we've talked about this. Like, if you this is the only offer you got, you, you got to take it. I'm just more surprised when you look at the top five, the, the five guys up there. I get, yeah, Snell, but then you get to like Tim Anderson, Hunjin Rio, Tommy Pham. Like, these are guys that can help teams win. Those are the guys that are. I'm just shocked haven't been signed. Right, Clevenger had a had a nice year last year. Brandon Bell. I don't know how much he wants to play, but Michael Lorenzen can do some things for you. Tommy Pham put him in a in a clubhouse, man. We heard all the great stuff from the Mets last year. Uh, it's it's like, why are those guys not signed? I get the top guys, okay, fine. But those other guys, they're in the range where 
Every team out there, there's 30 teams that can afford Tommy Pham. There's 30 teams on a, that can afford a down Tim Anderson after an awful year to give him a shot to play. Tell me there's not a team out there that doesn't need a second baseman or a shortstop that can win a batting title for you? They think the prices are too high. That's the only way to describe what's going on here. I think yeah. I think Boris leaked the 35-a-year thing. Okay. I, I don't think he has any legitimate offers because he doesn't necessarily always come to the table. I don't know that teams are necessarily calling and saying, hey, we want to offer this because of how we know Boris will take the information – and pedal it out there. So, obviously, it's all conjecture. No idea who leaked the thirty-five million. But I'm going to say I'm going to go. I'm going to go in the camp of Boris leaked it. Also, you know about the luxury tax for the Yanks because I have to point it out because they care about this as they should. So, the highest tier is two hundred ninety-seven million. They're past that. They're in the low threes. So there was a good article in The Athletic by multiple Yankees writers who said, pillow contract's not a thing. And I'm like, why would Snell sign a pillow contract anyway? But their point was, let's say he signs for 40-something million dollars for one year, right? Let's say he signs a one-year $40 million deal. The Yankees are already paying 110% tax on every dollar. So 40 would be $44 million. They'd be paying Snell one year $84 million dollars. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even even now, like let's say he signs for the for the deal ish, right? Five one fifty. What what is that? Who who's good 30? at math? Thirty a year. Mm-hmm. Thirty a year. Okay, so that's still sixty what, a year. Sixty two. Sixty three a year. Sixty three. Yeah. And it's not just on him. There's other players contributing yeah. to that. But the point is, that's why it's tough for them to stomach. The problem with the luxury tax is that the number didn't move up as much as it should have, according to many of the big market teams, right? This is where the battle happens. And this is where I think uh, the union in the last CBA against MLB missed out a little bit. When I saw those final numbers of how much the the luxury tax, aka soft salary cap, was going to move up, I was like, oh, that's not moving up that much. So if you're a team like the Yanks, you take a massive hit for a signing like this Here's the problem. They set that so that other teams can play catch up, but the teams at the bottom don't bid for players like this. So this is where you could have this perfect storm and be caught in a tough spot, right? It's yeah. not like the Clevelands and the Minnesotas are doing anything. They're not spending <laughs> money this offseason. So you're trying to punish the big teams so that the small teams can compete, but the small teams aren't in the bidding for players like this. just say, we'll take our revenue sharing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so, stick in our pocket. That's why I think it's a broken I mean, system. You know, that's, well, the, the system is broken I mean, I don't know how many times we can discuss this because there's no floor, right? Correct. There's no minimum because that, that's the one thing. If you talk to people in the NBA, teams have to spend a certain amount of money. Like let's say the salary cap in the NBA is 200. Well, they ha- and then the minimum is 100. That's why you see like 12th men in the NBA making like $7 million because the team has to get to a low number. So they'll be like, ah, you're, 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 12, you're our 11th guy. You're our sixth guy off the bench. Here's eight million. You're like, gosh, how did that guy get eight or nine million? And you're like, well, because they have to get to a certain floor, and they're in. But in order to have a floor, you have to have a cap, and there's all these things that have to be yeah, discussed. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But it is just, it's a shame. Again, I keep looking at my watch. You know, it's like February nineteenth. Games are starting in three days, and those name, those are big name guys. Not like they're guys that no one's ever heard of. Those are big name dudes that aren't signed. It's bad for the game. 
I agree. And there's the stare down going on right now with Tom Ricketts and Cody Bellinger. We're going to talk to Jesse Rogers coming up in a moment, but we can go through the quotes at least. So he said, there's been some discussions, but it hasn't become a negotiation yet. And that's Ricketts on Cody Bellinger. And then some more quotes. We're just waiting, waiting for whenever he and his agent are going to engage. It could be any time now, or it could be a few weeks. We'll see where it goes. And then really, do we really think they haven't had any talks? Come on, like engage. Come on. Yeah, but this is what Kratz is talking about. They don't get into the nitty gritty. Here's how it goes. An agent will say, I think this player is in this range, this territory, this player comp, right? And if the team's like, oh, I'm not on the same page there, they don't exchange numbers. You know, that's how they kind of like exchange ideas without actually, you know, dancing. And I'll throw one more quote out there for you, Kratz. Ricketts on Scott Boris, quote, I don't talk to Scott. One of his signature moves is to go talk to the owner. When you do that, you undermine the credibility of your GM. Inserting yourself into that negotiation, I don't think that helps. I don't talk to him. I actually agree with that part. I mean, you can have a conversation with GM and he can be the agent for the owner. That's essentially how it works. So I know he was trying to kind of take a shot at him, but um, that doesn't bother me. I mean, you don't have to negotiate with the owner. I I, I love that he said that. It's transparency because that's he knows that other of his cohorts, his other owners like him, step in and they make that move. Well, you're stepping over your GM or player baseball operation, president, whatever the name is. I just think I, I go back to the whole hater situation. How many teams offered hater? Actually offered when hater said who offered him? Nobody actually made an offer. They talked to him. They were very interested, but there was no other offer out there. So teams are teams are reluctant to give agents, especially a Boris, that first offer because he might use it against them. Ready for that's what he said. Many fans have been waiting for this segment. So let's do it. Let's begin with Mike Trout speaking to the media and saying some interesting lines about what his situation is with the team right now. So here's Jeff Fletcher with the tweet. So Trout said he doesn't want to be traded because he would value winning with the angels more than somewhere else. He called that quote, the easy way out, right? If he said, Hey, I want to be traded to a contender NBA style to team up with a bunch of superstars. Also, he said he keeps pushing the angels to sign more free agents, including some that he's had conversations with, but then I kept reading later on, it sounded like that's not necessarily going to happen. He sounded somewhat skeptical was the feel that I would take that the Angels are going to sign a big player to help him out. So let's start there, okay? And he had said later on, too, that he wasn't thinking too much about the whole trade request uh, request situation. But... Should he be thinking about that? And were you surprised at anything that he said? He said there might be a time maybe I really haven't thought about this. And he talked about loyalty. Good for him. He signed the contract. Yeah. That's where he wanted to be. He signed it. He's not asking for an extension. He's not asking for an extension. He's not asking <laughs> out. Listen, I, I, I think I think this is pretty awesome. I mean, listen, would I love to see him in the playoffs? Yeah, they're not going to the playoffs this year and probably not for the next couple of years unless something drastic changes. So, listen, I love that he's – 
has an open dialogue with the owner in the front office to say, hey, I want to stay and go sign some of these guys. But, you know, it sucks for Mike Trout, man. I mean, again, we, we talk, we've talked about this, and I said it, but he didn't want to do that, and he got to respect the guy's wishes, and he wants to stay in Anaheim. Tip my cat to you, Mike. Kratz? No, I'm I'm complete agreeance. I love that he said it's an easy out because we've been calling for it on here. Hey, man, like go and go and ask to get a trade. We even talked about potential trades. What could what could they get? Is he a certain value or is he not? You know, is our team's got to eat it? His his free agents that he needs are there. Anthony Rendon is there. Maybe they could get a Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell. Probably not after Art Artie said. Ah, we're you know we're gonna cut budget a little bit. To me, if you get if you get a player like Mike Trout to say no, I'm staying. That's the easy way out is to ask out. My opinion is that that helps the team. That's commitment. That's what Ron Washington's bringing in, and I think that's super important. Whether whether they're going to be a playoff team or not, they have to they have to try to win with who they have. Love this. There's other fans across the sport that are going to be like, well, dude, you aren't going to get to play much playoff baseball <laughs> in your career. Don't you want to win? You know? Yeah. No? Yeah, but I mean, okay. I understand what you're saying. There's no but guarantee where he goes he's going to win anyway. I agree. Well, and if he got traded to Philadelphia this offseason, I would say his chances of winning in the next few years were significantly higher. It's yeah, true. But, yeah, but he can't sit there and go, hey, hey, I want to get traded. Uh, trade me to Philly. No, I like mean, there's but there's a dude, come on. There are teams, if we project for the next, especially two to three years, that have significantly better chances of being successful and playing in October. And it goes beyond the Dodgers and the Phillies, too. Okay. We can take a trip all around the league mm -hmm. and find at least 10 teams that are in a significantly better situation, guaranteed, than the Angels over the next two to three years, especially if they're chopping payroll, which is what Artie Moreno said. I want this team to be successful with him too, but it hasn't happened. And I think right now the present and the future for the next at least two to three years looks bleak compared to the rest of the league and compared to their division. Their division is still in this winning window too for the next two to three years with the Astros. I would say at least for the next few years with the Rangers and really even for the Mariners with the pitching staff that they have. This is bad timing right now to try and contend if you're the Angels and they're not in a good spot. You could make the case that they should be in somewhat of a rebuild mode at the moment. They've got a few young, exciting players, but it's one of the worst farm systems in baseball. Because That's they're all in the big leagues. Because they're all in the big leagues. Neto should be in the, you know, could be based on service or based on, you know, when he was drafted should be in the minor leagues. Shanwell yeah. should be in the minor leagues. We talk all the time. Prospects are prospects until they become a suspect. The Angels do it a little differently. You have you have Joyce who came up. Um, I keep wanting to say Matt Joyce. Ben Joyce came up. He's throwing 105. Should be in the minor leagues. Now if you have all three of those guys in your minor league system, all of a sudden the Angels aren't the number two worst minor league system in baseball. They missed on some guys. Joe Adele, you know, is he going to step up? He was a number one prospect in baseball or number three prospect in baseball at some point. There's, it seems like more of a infrastructure problem than a completely void of talent problem. And when your superstar steps up and says, no, that's the easy way out to me, it kind of, it kind of sets a little, 
standard of like, look, guys, this is who we got. Let's go get it. And nothing is better than having superstars on the team. They have the superstars. The next best thing is a team that's committed. And if your superstar says that, hey, let's go. Let's see who we got. I like what he said. I just think he's in a tough spot for the yeah, next few years. That's all. Spot, he's yeah. in a bad spot. I, I love it. I mean, everyone wants to play for one team their whole career. So I love it. Ready for his teammate? <laughs> Why? Anthony Rendon uh, on playing pro baseball. Quote, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. This is a show that is hosted by many former players. I'm not one of them. So take it away, guys. We didn't Kratz just say that, you know, commitment. Number one is commitment. Isn't when we had Ron Washington on this show, didn't he say, where did he say he was going? Texas to Texas. see him to in person. To see Anthony Rendon and make sure he was committed to the season. Does this sound like a dude that's committed? Does this sound like a guy that's all in? For, I mean, the last thing, do you want to be here playing baseball for the Angels? I have answered your question, so why do you keep picking at it? Well, because you didn't really answer the question. Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. That's not answering the question of, do you want to play for the Angels? Is it a top, still a top priority? It's never been a top priority. This is a job. Okay, but shouldn't your – I mean, listen, I get it. Your family takes prior, precedent over everything. And he's all right, then if this is just a job, then just, re, then just retire and be like, I've collected my money. I don't enjoy it anymore. I'm going home. And save the, save the angels the, the, the hassle of this. I, I don't know. Like, it's, this is hard for me because as somebody that loved baseball and still to this day clearly loves baseball, it's hard to see a guy that had, you know, all-star years and World Series championship come out and – Say now there was guys you played with that were like, okay, you know, I don't love baseball. I'm just really good at it. But they would never say that in the open. They would it would be more of like a back locker room conversation. I mean, he just comes out and is basically like, I'm just here collecting a check. Guys. You want transparency. This is transparency. I, I, know. I know. There's a there's a tweet from I think it's just like a funny account, but he basically said, Trout goes, I would die for the Angels. I signed that contract with my own blood and I'll die on the field trying to win a championship for them. And he's like, This is Rendon. You want me to go up? to the plate three or four times a game, like every day. Thorn, thorn in major league. You want me to dive? It's my free agent year. <laughs> That's crazy. Ground balls. I, man, like it, I agree with him. Faith and family are the most important thing. And maybe someday we'll look at it and be like, man, he really had his priorities right. But you know what? It's not an obligation to play baseball. It's a privilege. And the opportunity he has to be one of the better players in the game. He was a top hundred player when he signed his contract. I forget where he even ranked. It was, it was up there, probably even top 50 player. And sometimes like that laissez-faire attitude plays well for guys. Ultimately, I love the transparency, but you can't say that you, you can't say that. You can't say, especially at the beginning of the year, you're not even burned out yet. Maybe in August when you're 20 games out, you know, you say this and people are gri are griping about it, but spring training, eesh. But here's my thing. Kratz, you played with guys, family first, right? 
I consider, I think everybody would be like, my family comes before anything. Yeah. Not everybody. Right? And as far as faith goes, yeah, I played with, <laughs> I played with plenty of guys that were heavy, heavy faith based, which is great. Like, but it never affected them when they got on the field. They were like, I'm going to still try to kick your butt. They might not say ass, but they'd be like, I'm going to kick your tail, which is great. Right. But I never heard one of them come out and say, well, I just do this because, well, I, I get a paycheck and it's, yeah, it's your job, like, but it's also a privilege, like Kraut said. And man, th- th- think the, the 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 stat: there's 780 major league baseball players, like active at a time in the whole world. 780 in the world, right? And you're just like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's I kind think, of a big deal. I and, think and again, it, I don't know. I mean, listen, family and faith should come first. I get it, but at the end of the day, like, your job's pretty important too. It's also it's also a commitment to the 25 other guys on that team, to the hundreds of other people in the organization that, in my opinion, are probably trying to put a winning product on the field. And the best advice I give to somebody who's trying to make the big leagues is do everything you can to try to make the big leagues. But don't make it who you are. It's what you do. Because if you make it who you are, when you're done, everybody's career is done. If you're only known as a baseball player and what it took to get there, you will be worth nothing. It's not who you are. It's just what you do, which is a good perspective. How Rendon took it and how it's being spun in the media is based on how he said it kind of sheds a bad light. But again, you have Mike Trout pushing in the right direction. You have Ron Washington pushing in the right direction. It'll be interesting to watch Scott's Angels this year. This is a player born with a gift who never had a passion for baseball and was always upfront and clear about that. We all knew this years ago with the nationals and we kind of laughed about it because he was so freaking good. And now he's not incredible and he's dealt with injuries. And in my mind, I think he keeps telling us he's checked out. He has checked the fuck out. He, no, he, he hit a home run opposite field in spring training against us with the Phillies. I was sitting next to Joe Savory, a rice graduate. And I was like, Dude, that ball was crazy. You know, some dudes like they hit a ball, and you're like, "No way, he hit that ball that far." And he goes, "This guy is supremely talented." He goes, "I don't know if he'll ever reach free agency." He goes, "I don't think he wants to play baseball for six more years." And ever since then, obviously, you know, you play against a guy with the Nats in the big leagues, and he did what he he did what he did and does what he can do. I watched him a lot, and I was that was always in the back of my mind. Seven years, $245 million. It's hard for anybody to turn that down, even if they don't want to play for that long. Does he make it to the end of the contract? Unless the Angels buy him out, he will. Yeah. See what, see how, see what Ron Washington, I watched the one Ron Washington. I want to see what Ron Washington's quotes were about this. What, where's Ron? Where's he said, he said on here, he said, he said, if you don't want to play, you're out. And I, I really, I really, I respect a coach that says that. I respect a manager that says that, a GM that says that. So we'll see. And maybe there's a discussion. And maybe maybe my hope is that the Anthony Rendon returns and he finds a fervor for life and playing for his teammates. Because that's part of your faith, is it's not about you. It's about the people around you. True. That's a good call, Kratz. I mean, yeah, but here's my thing. Without baseball, you know, again, this this is – this is this is an argument 
that we could have for, for hours, but without baseball, okay? Anthony Rendon's not living the way he's living his life. More than 90, 99.9%. Yeah. Right? He's not having the things he has. He's not has that he doesn't have the house he has. He doesn't have the cars he has. He doesn't have the private jet he probably flies around with him and his kids. That's because of one thing. It's because of baseball. It's not because you know he went to Rice and he played well at Rice and kicked butt at Rice. No, it's because he was really good at baseball. So baseball has given that to him. And he needs to give back. And that's also what it's about. Like, you got to give back a little bit and show also, Crouch, you know this, you got to show the younger guys how to do it. And there's different ways to go about it. It's not just about like, yeah, you can show up. There's a lot of plenty of guys that just show up, right? But then do you put in the time? Do you do what you need to do to be great? Because maybe that's one of the questions. Why has he been getting hurt? Because he doesn't put in. And again, I don't know this, but is he putting in the time he needs to put in to get his body ready? The Angels had multiple people that said the injury wasn't what he said. He said it was a fracture. They said it was a bruise. There was that whole discrepancy, which we've talked about. You can look back on that. Also, from a team perspective, Artie Moreno didn't do his homework, and he put this team in a really bad spot because now he's saying he's got a chop payroll, whatever. You've got 245 on the books of this player. I think he's still got like 100-ish left of his contract. What? Don't forget what he did in Oakland. Yes. At the beginning of the season the last of the year. year. Yeah, the fan altercation. Th- this is not going to That's end like well. There's way too much happy time what left. They're doing. Okay, so you're his teammate. What do you do, right? Because I know you'd be pissed as hell. That's not AJ's job. It's not my job. It's I know. That's not, that, no, no, that's not you AJ's just... job based on who his – AJ and I are on the same team. AJ's job as a starting catcher is not to get Anthony Rendon on the field. AJ's job is to make sure he goes out there every single freaking day like he did in his career and catch 140 games so everybody follows along. That's my job, to find to, to not play and figure out what makes Anthony Rendon click, what makes him mm. come to the park as a just as a person, not as a player. He has examples of Mike Trout wanting to stay out there all the time. He has exa- examples of A.J. Pruszynski catching every single day and needing him out there. You can't tell a guy who doesn't want to play to get out there and play. And and the whole injury thing, we had Moose on the other day and Moose talked about it. And I know Moose is, you know, Moose is a happy not, not going to say anything to ruffle feathers, but he saw what happened in the injury. He knows how Rendon, you know, the injury. So that's a lot of he said she said type of stuff. Yeah. All right. I don't think it's. It'd be just such a bad. It's such a bad spot to be put in as a teammate, like Kratzy said, because it would just be. It would be. It would suck, man. He's hurting the team too because they can't suck. fill the spot. I know. You know what I'm saying? Suck, like they have to have third so base bad. open. They don't have a replacement. They, they're trying to get a little Listen, bit of infield. There would depth. be things said. I promise you that. I mean, Kratzy knows how it goes. There, <laughs> if there's a dude that people think don't want to be out there, ooh, it's said. It's brought up. Trust me. It's mm-hmm. in the locker room. You'll come in some days and you'll be looking at the lineup and you'll be like, oh, why is Kratz not playing? What the fuck's wrong with him today? Yep. Like, literally, people will say it. Mm-hmm. But, and they'll say it to the face, too. They'll be like, there. hey, get the fuck out there. Like, we need you to play. I've seen it. Hey, we good need teams. you to play. We need you to play, bro. Play. Yeah. Good, like, it, good it, it'll get said. It'll get said. But it's it, a tough if it's, one. If it's, said, if it's said, the last thing for me is if it's said behind somebody's back, that is way more toxic than that dude not even getting onto the field. It needs to be said to his face by people that he respects from different walks. Like maybe it's somebody he respects from his faith aspect. Maybe it's somebody he respects how he handles his family. 
Maybe it's AJ. He respects him because he's always out on the field. Like it's always, that's a fine line. That's how you build a roster of 26 guys. And it's a stupid adage that is so applicable in this situation. 26 guys pulling in the same direction. I don't see it ending well. No, I don't That's know how I don't know say. how it can end because if Wash yeah. does what he what he said he was going to do, which is like you don't want to be out there, we, you won't bench be here. His ass. But then you you're wasting yourself a roster. Spot. I know it's such a tough spot, dude. There's and you way can't too throw much him time now left. with the IL thing, the fake IL with Billy Epler. You can't throw him on a fake IL and say like shin bruise. Well, they kind of he kind of was doing that according to the team. The uh, team was saying I that, know, but you know what really you know like what I'm I saying. Know. You have to be so and you can't just release them because you're going to pay them the money no matter what just makes you as an organization look like a joke when you've got a guy treating everything like a joke i don't know about that wash was out there wash was out there hitting them ground balls just the other day saw the video and Mm -hmm. and spring training hasn't even started yet for position players to me Mm -hmm. that's a positive first step let's take a quick look at the bet mgm uh futures home run odds for the season so quite simply who do you think is going to lead baseball and homers this yes. year in the regular season, Judge at plus 375, and then it's a drop-off to Matt Olson, Kyle Schwarber, Pete Alonzo, and then it you know drops off even further. Why are you saying yes, Kratz? Who, who do you like here? <sighs> this is the stuff. This is the stuff that I'm – this is what I'm here for. Get into the wallet. I mean, those top four there for me, those are, those are like far and above the favorites. If I'm going to somebody that's in that second tier there – I'd love Jordan, but Jordan's more of an MVP pick for me. Shohei. Shohei may hit 56 here. And in the National League, to me, it's going to be Pete and Shohei. I don't know that Olsen and Schwarber are going to do quite that level, but I just feel like those are the two guys, and I love the fact that they're getting plus 750 for Pete. Like, you can't. You know, I have a tough time not picking Pete at plus 750. That number just intrigues me so, so much. Agreed. I'm a Pete guy. Contract year, New York, me against the world. Not as much who pressure, too. Was it Olsen, National League? Olsen. And then who? American League was? I think Olsen led the whole. Yeah, who led the American League? I think Otani. I thought even Shohei did. Even though he missed the last month? Shohei's last name is Otani. I said, I think Otani. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was agreeing. I was agreeing. I know. I'm, uh, I'm fucking with you. Um, here, I'll give it to you. 54 for Olsen, 47 for Schwarber, 46 for Alonzo. So that was your top three in all of baseball and obviously all NL. Then your first AL player came at 44 with Shohei Otani. Okay. So we were right. You're Great right. memory. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, 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 would, like I would say Alonzo. look out for Jordan if he's healthy. If he can stay healthy this year, watch mm-hmm. out for Jordan. He just okay. he hits he hits three hundred like he's I don't know I mean, I'm not it's hard to debate that it's hard to say if he hits that many homers he is locked MVP book it. As I'm saying, watch out for him. He's he's if he can just because he always misses like a few weeks with a yes. hamstring or a knee or an oblique or it's foul ball off his shin because he hits it so hard. Yeah, there's always something. If he can just avoid that for one year, there's a good chance he hits he hits. I'm putting my money. I'm putting my money in the MVP race for. For Jordan, mm, that's where I he like gets some ding cash. though because he's going to play a lot of DH. I like it. I, I, I I'm, I'm okay. not, I'm not mad at it. We'll, we'll get to MVP odds at some point. Place your first bet MGM sportsbook wager through the app of at least five bucks. You'll get one hundred fifty-eight dollars, or make it one fifty instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. 
Uh, download the app, sign up and deposit at least five into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least five bucks at standard odds price. And then uh, once you do that, you'll receive 150 bucks in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Gambling problem or concern, call 1-800-GAMBLING. All right, so we have a few things that we'll cover in SLAP, so let's hit that. By the way, Hick in chat said, really enjoyed the free agency discussion. Probably one of the better player interviews in recent memory for me. I'm glad. It was good. You get it pretty authentic from Miles on the jerseys, on the free agent discussion, kind of presenting both sides and where the pros and cons are, you know, and why we're in this situation. I thought that was good. Right? It was honest. It was honest. Mm -hmm. It was what he's – yes, it was his opinion, but it was also what guys are talking about in the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And I promised John I would mention this too. And we have brought this up a few times because he said, well, next year's free agent class is better. I I agree. It's a strong free agent class coming up next year, depending on... If some people don't sign extensions. extensions. That's kind of of what happened over the years, though. People have signed extensions in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. or without getting to free agency. So, you know, every year they're like, oh, wait till next year. Wait till this year. And this year was supposed to be considered especially top-heavy. Well, just with Shohei. But Shohei, Yamamoto, yeah, Snell, this was a great Montgomery, free agent class Chapman. in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, Strowman, remember how good he was? You know, there was a lot yeah, of considered right. strong, right? Mm-hmm. Does this mean we're going to have to wait till like April for half the class to sign next year? Soto, possibly. I mean, he's Soto, Alonzo, Bregman, I think we'll all get to free. free agency. I don't know if Goldie will make it. They might offer Max him. Max Freed is another one. Yeah. Freed, I don't think Wheeler will get there. I think he'll get an extension done. Burns will get there. Shane I love Bieber extensions. Get there. I love extensions more than free agency. Well, they get of course, done because you don't have to worry about sometimes. where you're going to be. True. <laughs> All right. So, first off, Pablo Sandoval. I don't get this one. Is in spring training as a player. As a player, I don't get this one. What's the downside? He sucks, and then you say, "Okay, dude, you're just gonna." Help us out and hang out. What's the downside? Uh, just bring him in as a special advisor. Then you don't need what him if in he uniform. Can, right what around. if he can play? They're gonna, so they're going to take away one of their young kids' opportunities to play for Pablo Sandoval. No, this is this, this is, is like PR. bringing in this is like bringing in Baker Mayfield. This is like bringing in Russell Westbrook. This is like bringing in you know your your celebrity guys who want to go and play a few innings in in spring training. He's trying to make the team, dude. No. Yeah, why not? I mean, maybe. A... Did he play winter ball? If he played winter ball, then maybe. He played in Saudi Arabia or whatever, Dubai. Yeah. He had a six run homer. I, I said mean, winter ball, not first the, base. Not the he was in the winter and it was baseball. Yeah, first base, <laughs> another option. I mean, it's it's Wade and it's Wilmer. Dude, come on. Maybe I mean, they want I mean, another. It's great for Pablo, but come on. Bat. This is like, this oh, is like no. when Gar. I mean, listen, this is just one of those things. We want to try to get people excited. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool for Pablo. Great. I don't know. I mean, he's not going to make the team. He's not going to go to AAA. Pablo Sandoval going to go to AAA and play? No, you can't drive a Lamborghini in AAA. His words. Mm-hmm. He'd be buying dinners every night. AAA would love like, it. I just don't. I mean, I, listen, it's a cool story. It's it's funny. It's awesome. Like, way to go, Giants. Way to go, Panda. Welcome back. But I mean, the, the, Farhan Zaidi is not going to give up a roster spot. From one of their guys. No. 
for Pablo Sandoval. If he can't help him produce, because they're starting to get a little pressure on him now. Plus, they just brought in Bob Melvin. Mm -hmm. So there's pressure now. Hey, we're going to have to make some moves. The fans are starting to clamor a little bit. 2014, last time they won, 10 years ago now. They can't hang on to that anymore. They're my top team to make at least one more signing. They will get, in my mind, Snell or Chapman. Hmm. That's what I think. No? No, I, I don't. I think they're getting one of those guys. They've I mean, yeah, maybe Snell signs with the Yanks, but I'm I'm confused why what they don't like about Snell. I just feel like that's a fit in that rotation for them. He starts too much. He starts no, too much. No, that's right. perfect for him. That's why. But he's not in the past, though. They can take him but out. But in the when past, remember there were like three openers a week. Three out of five was was openers. Well, he's yeah. not he's not taking that away from him. Shoot, he's better. He's better the third time through. So maybe I that's agree. why they don't like him. Maybe they're like, if we could figure out how to get you in your third time through, you're going to pitch the whole game with our opener, and then we're going to bring you in, and I think you'll be nastier. Dude, Snell and Chapman, I know you guys are funny. Snell and Chapman, that's an offseason then for me. That's when I'm like, oh, shit. Look and at San Francisco. That's Hicks, what I'm saying. Lee, Solaire. Ray coming back in the second half. That's a good offseason. I mean, even one of those is pretty good. But if you do both, that's where I'm like, okay, the Giants aren't fucking around anymore. Mm -hmm. To me, that's an offseason. Lastly, can we show this tweet from Tim Healy and get Eric Kratz, our expert journeyman, to comment here? Because Diego Castillo has been designated for assignment. Poor guy. I mean, he's not even doing anything. And they just keep bouncing him from team to team. So... This offseason, he has gone from the Diamondbacks to the Mets to the Yankees to the Phillies to the Orioles and now is available again for the low price of a non-roster invitee to spring training, I think. But Kratz, what is this like when you know every few weeks he gets a call and they're like... I know what it's like during the season. I played different years. Two different years, I played for four teams and one year I played for five different teams. Season, it's one thing. Season, I kind of expected it. Spring training, that was, and I'm going to quote my wife, spring training's the best because you've never gotten traded during spring training. You know where you're at. You know actually where you are for six weeks. So I don't know what Diego's going through here. The crappy part is he doesn't even get to get a hat each time. All the times they've picked him up, that's the best part for me. Swipe a hat. Add it to the Kratz hats bin. All right, do Kratz hats. Came here to see one of my buddies. We were almost kind of drafted together. Toronto Blue Jays. Old school style. AJ, before you grade it, who do you think of when you think of this, one of their 19 uh, logo changes since they've been an organization? Who's the first person you think of? Me taking Doc Holliday deep to left center. There you go. Usually for me with that logo, I think Carlos Delgado, but for some no, reason... Delgado's before that. It's before no. that? Mm-hmm. No, you know who I thought of for some reason? Ricky Romero. I was thinking... I was going to say Sean, Sean Markham. That's a good one. I always oh, say... Dustin McGowan, who never paid for anything. <laughs> Dustin McGowan's room, room charges are still on the Blue Jays' bill. Uh, Vernon uh, Wells is the one I, I go for. Vernon Wells, yes. Vernon yeah, Wells. Them just, guys stealing signs in center field. Yep. I'm a he sucker for awesome. the Blue Jays logo, so I'm going to give that one an A-. Ricky Romero was throwing, almost throwing a no-hitter 
once, and then he hit me on the foot, and it ruined his day. And Alex Rios went deep the next pitch, so it was great. Oh shit! Really? They were super happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look up Ricky Romero's one really good season. Yeah, he had one really good season. Really good. Really. Yeah. Sean Markham had a great first half every mm. year. And lastly. Two more announcements. Number one, Fair Territory is out there for the world to consume on wherever you get your pods or on the Foul Territory YouTube channel. Fresh stuff from Ken, including the Boris stare down with teams. And thank you, everyone. We have reached 40K subscribers on the FT channel, and we're just getting started. So, Not even a year yet. Stay hot. Yes, tell your friends. But we appreciate everyone that subs to the channel. We're here every freaking day. Two hours a day live show, which will be 11 a.m. Eastern time starting next week. Tomorrow, we're still the same. One o'clock, one to three. Okay. But thank you everyone for subbing to the channel. I like it. <laughs>